Hi, everybody. I'm Angelica White. I'm Genesis Lemus. My name is Kahari Smart. I am Maddie Garvis. My name is Tommy O'Neill. And you are listening listening to to Blazer Radio, Radio, the voice of Hood College. College in Frederick, Maryland. Good morning, Hood College. Coming to you live from the glass-walled studios of Blazer Radio on the third floor of Rosenstock Hall. This is the morning announcements. For Monday, January 29th, I am your host, Liz Connolly, class of 2024. Sitting across from me are my co-hosts, Stephen Summer, class of 2024, and Quaid Gannon, class of 2026. And running our audio board this morning is Professor Tim Jacobson. See, she got it right. (laughs) Isn't that... Somebody got it right. Nicely done, Liz. All right, we're going to start with the, uh, the answer to last week's trivia question, which is a completely bizarre question but uh we asked in which country was it once illegal to own just one guinea pig because they get lonely uh the answer is switzerland of course switzerland uh guinea pigs these small bundles of fur need social interaction hence the law all right that's kind of cool all right let's get to the sport report all right on Wednesday, men's basketball got back to their winning ways with a dominating win over visiting Alvernia College. The Blazers came out strong in the first half with 44 points and coasted to an easy 81-55 victory over the Golden Wolves. Garrett Cox led all shooters with 25 points, the third time this season he has reached that milestone. Garrison Linton added 14 points and 10 rebounds for a double-double. The women's team came up on the opposite side of the scoreboard with their matchup against Alvernia up in Reading, Pennsylvania. The ladies were down at the half 23-34 and then fell further behind in the third, scoring only seven points. Final score was 44-75. to Yeah, you're not going to get very far if you score seven points in a quarter. No, right? yeah, it's not, not helpful. <laughs> I'm no coach or basketball aficionado, but... Typically takes more yeah, than seven gonna, to win in basketball. Yeah, you might get some double figures. Yeah. Men's volleyball came away with a double three-set wins Friday at their tri-match against Bryn Athen and Penn State Schuylkill. The Blazers blanked the Lions 25-18, 25-22, and 25-19 in the first matchup. Their result against the Nittany Lions in the second was even more decisive, going 25-7, 25-10, and 25-11. First-year outside hitter Charles Casas, shout-out Delaware kid, Ooh. led the Blazers in the first match with 12 kills and 5 digs. Junior opposite hitter Brendan Stutz took top-scoring honors in the second match with 7 kills. At the Patriots game... Games in Fairfax, Virginia, sophomore Chris Sapp set yet another school record. Sapp ran his 1,000-meter race in a time of 2 minutes, 37.57 seconds. And on Saturday, both basketball teams were back on the court, this time hosting Matt Commonwealth foe Messiah University on All Blue Day. On the early game, scoring was a big issue for both the ladies' teams. The, only Blaze- the Blazers only put up 25 points, while the Falcons mustered a messily 49. Measly. Sof- measly 49, yes. Sophomore Neve Quarles and junior Chanel Lee each put up six points on the day. Scoring was not an issue for the men in the second game. The Blazers came up just six, point, six short of breaking a 100-point barrier as they took down Messiah 94-62. to 62. Junior Garrett Cox and graduate student Justin Geelan? Geelan put up 18 points to lead all players in scoring. Cox shot 86% from the field, missing just one shot from the field, and was perfect from beyond the arc hitting all four of his three-point shots. Uh, they're pretty good. I, I will have to say I looked at Messiah's record, and they're, uh, they're 0-8. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're not yeah, a huge it's, it's conference. It's a tough time <laughs> to be a Falcon. <laughs> it was also a great game to go to. There was a lot of, a lot of energy in the. There was. Oh, yeah, I was actually nuts. went. It was a good time. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to talk about playoff games yesterday or no? Are we all too depressed? Mm. No. There are I mean, NFL playoff games. I mean, I'm a Raiders fan. As, so. a, as a Ravens fan, yeah. I'm go Chiefs. Going through it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't play well. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, you know, I I saw a whole bunch of stuff on social media where, you know, people were talking about, you know, it was a fix, you know, the refs yeah. blew the game. I'm like, no, they just didn't play well. Yeah, they played terribly. You know, I, I do, I have to give credit to Lamar Jackson, who the only quarterback in history to throw and catch his own pass. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty, was pretty awesome. impressive. Right before that play, I was like, there's no reason they should be throwing the ball right now. And then he threw it, and I saw it go <laughs> straight up in the air. And as soon as I saw it go up, I was like, well, that's – it and then he caught it and I was very shocked. Yeah, and then uh, late game, uh, how do the Lions blow a seventeen point lead? I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't watching football after the like after the Ravens game. I, I had enough for the day. <laughs> you were you were done. I was done. I uh, shout out Jacob Saylor. He just had his day absolutely ruined and because the Ravens lost. And after that, there was no more football watched in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I also had my day ruined, so I went to try and go watch the Lions win to make it better. And oh. at halftime, I was feeling great, and then they lost, so I just felt double bad. Yeah, I was kind of pushing for the Lions. I thought that would have been good. What, the they underdog. haven't won since 1973? Especially, yeah, something ridiculous yeah. like that. Especially once the Ravens were out, I was cheering for the Lions. Because <sighs> if it was Ravens-Lions Super Bowl, I would have been upset because I would have wanted to see the Lions win for the sake of how long it's been. Yeah. But I'm a Ravens fan, so I want the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, obviously. So once the Ravens were out, nice. I wanted the Lions to win. Yeah. The only good thing about the Chiefs win, and I just – I'm a – I'm not sadist in this way. I'm. It's going to be fun until the Super Bowl, like watching everybody lose their mind because Taylor Swift is going to be there. But I saw she's got a concert in Japan the day before the Super Bowl. Oh, no. oh she's so, going. She, so she's if she, if she, Super they, Bowl. somebody did the math. Like if she leaves her concert <laughs> directly after and gets to Vegas, she'll get there 35 minutes before game time. It's tight, tight ship. I I thought she was going to go no matter what. I think if the Chiefs lost, she would just go just to piss people off. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to uh, the upcoming games and matches for the week. Men's volleyball gets the week started on Tuesday against Mount Aloysius College inside Blazer Arena. First serve is set for 7 p.m. Men's and women's basketball tips off against Mac Foe Albright College on Wednesday. The men are on the road and the women are at home. Both games start at 7 and then nothing else on the schedule until Saturday. Men's and women's track and field will be splitting their teams with half competing at Alvernia University and half traveling to Ursinus College. Not sure how they decide. No, I'm just saying it's just weird. I'm like, how, why do you have two different? They did that last weekend too. Yeah, I, I don't um, know. Half the team was at Bucknell and half of them was at the Patriot game. It's like, do you split it evenly or do you send a certain group of people to where you want to win and then another group of people to just like... And they how do, do you that go a lot. For it's a weird. Bit? How do you decide who to send to each area? That's my question. You probably, you probably do your do your scouting and see what they're good at and what they're not, and you send your good people to compete with their good people, and then if there's something that they lack, you send. I don't know someone. I don't know because usually with these meets, it's not just like one school. There's like you know, yeah. fifteen twenty schools across D one, D two, D three. Sometimes. Right? Yeah. All right. Yep. Not sure how they decide who goes where but we are sure there is a logical method involved. Men's volleyball will be, will, will be hosting Elizabeth Col- Elizabethtown College and Newman University for a tri-meet. Hood takes the court at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. 
and both basketball teams will travel to Chester, PA for MAC championship or MAC champ matchups against Widener University. The women's team tips off at 1, 1 p.m. and the men start at 3 p.m. Remember, you can stream all Blazer sports games or matches. Just go to the Blazer Athletics webpage and click on a team's individual page. There you go. Ready for around the quad? Mm-hmm. Hit it. All right. Need more Blazer Radio? Tune in tonight at 7 p.m. for some elevator music and bad advice with host Ashlyn Stearns. Ashlyn will be playing offbeat songs and offering up the worst advice she can come up with on a multitude of topics. It's a pretty funny that show. Sounds interesting. On Tuesday, January 30th, the first lunch and learn sections of the semester on. Oops, sorry, that should be sessions. sessions. My fault. Sessions are going to be on Tuesday. One is with um, the Anne Arundel County Police Department, and the other is with the U.S. Geological Survey. So, if you have an interest in law enforcement or geology, head to D Hall between 12:30 and 2 in the late afternoon. Tune into Blazer Radio for another student-hosted show. Host Christian Fukara is back behind the mic, live with his podcast. Just keep talking. Join Christian and his group of friends as the dive into a wide variety of topics and subjects. Each episode is different, so you will have to tune in to find out what the crew is talking about. They get into some really weird topics, like one of Christian's last year, like they started talking about like um, medieval like knights, like very just like, you know, bizarre, like little known medieval knights. And then I don't know what they got into, but it's weird. Well, on Wednesday, January 31st, if you're interested in studying abroad next semester, swing by the Career Center between 1 and 2 p.m. to meet with study abroad Dr. Scott Pinchikowski. There you go. (laughs) Got through it. There we go. (laughs) Another lunch and learn session in the D Hall. This one is with the U.S. Army. In the afternoon from 1 to 3, drop by counseling services on the first floor of Apple from 1 to 3 p.m. to meet Taylor, Hood's new counselor, and Brian, Hood's new Title IX coordinator, and to pick up some goodies. Learn more about scheduling a consultation appointment with counseling services and getting connected to resources to start the semester off strong. There you go. Can you say bingo? Who doesn't love bingo? And if you are if you are one of those who do, head over to WIT at 8 p.m. for some welcome back bingo. There will be free prizes. I wonder if you could, like, if you look on Pergola Connect, I wonder if you could, like, halfway get through a week just going to different events that offer free food. Mm-hmm. And just skate and by. Just, and, yeah, and get by. That was me last semester. There you go. <laughs> like, literally. You I'm just going to go and... Someone would ask me to go to things, and I'd be like, is there going to be food? <laughs> Like donuts, pizza, and uh, chips. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If they're giving away a TV at Bingo again, I'm there. There you go. So sometimes oh, yeah, they, they give away a lot that. of stuff. Yeah. Oh, we went to the dorm bingo, I think, last year, and they had the biggest spread of food I've ever seen. Yeah. It was down here um, in the big room. I forget what it's called. Like auditorium. Oh, Hodson? Auditorium. Yeah, Hodson. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they had everything. It's good to know. For Thursday, February 1st, just for you grad students who are listening, are you are you looking to learn about the different 4 plus or a- ALTY scholarship programs, whatever those are? I have no idea what they are. I, I've never heard I of them hope before. they know. 
<laughs> if so, head to the grad room or the grad school offices on the third floor of Apple between 9 a.m. and noon to learn about these programs and scarf up some free donuts while you're there. There you go. More free go food. And one more lunch and learn to round out the week. This is one for you numbers majors out there. Meet meet members of the De Leon and yeah. Stang, um, an accounting firm in Frederick that offers advisory, assurance, and tax services. Hmm. It's the first day of Black History Month, and to celebrate, Hood is bringing back the acclaimed musical musical group melodies of worship and acclaimed food from jerk and jive for a night of community and camaraderie music and food start at six and continue to eight thirty in wit commons see there you go more food say more food more food and jerk and jive is oh it's so good i've never Sounds been good. their been, wings and chicken are amazing <laughs> i've been trying so to go good. nobody even wants to go We'll go. I'll go. You, don't, you can go by yourself yeah, I, you can go I solo that's i don't like to myself. you're not <laughs> All right. So on Friday, February 2nd, it's Groundhog Day. For those of you who don't know the day's history, Groundhog's Day is recognized on February 2nd because the day falls halfway between the winter and summer solstice. It is celebrated in the United States and Canada. Um, Since 1887, a woodchuck called Phil in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, located in the west central part of the state, has been the center of a staged appearance each year. As history tells us, it's the day the groundhog emerges from its burrow to foretell the weather for the following six weeks. If the day is sunny and Phil sees his shadow, there will be six more weeks of winter weather. If, however, the day is cloudy and it, and it is seen as a sign that the weather during the following weeks will be mild, leading into an early spring. Let's hope that little furry rodent doesn't see a shadow. So <laughs> I saw a thing the other day that like Pete is going to be protesting. They think that it's cruel and humane for them to do that. And they want to change the way they do it. You know what their PETA is suggesting? I, yeah, I don't so know. I, this is a, a coin toss. I've literally, I feel like I've been like celebrating Groundhog Day. Like it was like a huge day in kindergarten. I don't know about anybody else, but we loved Groundhog Day in my school. It's the interesting thing about that is that that groundhog probably lives the best life out of any groundhog. <laughs> yeah. 364 days a year. He has a job for one day. He gets hoisted and, up. And other than that, he pretty much lives in luxury, I assume. Does. Wasn't there one year that they like went to get him out of his burrow and he was dead? Yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Just replaced him. I do not remember Uh-oh. Oops. <laughs> All right. Friday is also the opening day for the first gallery show in Whitaker Commons, Realms by Ali Syverson, mm-hmm. a climate change speech writer slash artist from D.C. They are, a, they are the Hood College Featured Climate Change Summit artist, and their show is sponsored by Mobilize Frederick. Artist reception is from 5 to 7 p.m., not on campus, but for the first time this semester, members of the Hood College Wisteria Club will be participating in the first Friday poetry series at the Ragged Edge Coffee in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Stanzas start falling, start falling at 7 p.m. So grab a few, grab a few friends and head up the road and support those talented students. That can be kind of cool. That would be pretty fun. We're trying to get them into. Uh, um the uh, HCB broadcast studio to do some poetry slams. Cool. Do some live poetry slams and uh, stream it on our YouTube channel. Gettysburg is quite a hike to go up I there. was going to say, yeah. that's, 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 no, that's no, that's no <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I was going to say 45. No, it's a half hour. It's half hour, right? 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on how fast you drive. Yeah. All right. All right. So for the downtown breakdown on Tuesday, it's the first open mic night of the year at the Cellar Door Restaurant on East Church Street. If you have a bag of jokes, head over at 8 p.m. and get your shtick on. Or just nicely done, Liz. Go to listen. <laughs> I practice that. Or just go to listen to some great comedy. Yeah. And then you can head back down on Wednesday and wander over to uh, District, just sorry, District Arts at 15 North Market Street for the opening of Mark Johnson's photography exhibit titled 50 Shades of Everything. Johnson is a local photographer who can often be seen wandering the street of Frederick looking for new faces to capture. His exhibit will be on display until February 25th. It's first Saturday of February, and we all know what that means. It's first Saturday in downtown Frederick. This month's event is by far the most popular of all the first Saturdays. There will be a multitude of ice sculptures along the streets, s'mores making stations, live music, food trucks, warming stations, marshmallow roasting, and a pyrotechnics display along Carroll Creek at dusk. So head down and support our local businesses. Are you guys going to go? Fire and Ice is pretty cool. I've, I'll probably I've been go. every year. It's been fun. It, the only it's thing, freezing. it gets crowded. It gets really, really crowded on the streets. Uh, <laughs> a little bit claustrophobic. But I will say, uh, usually the pyrotechnic display that they do at night is pretty spectacular. Yeah, I um. I didn't go last year, and then a bunch of my teammates were sending me pictures and everything, and I got FOMO pretty quick. Yeah, I, mean, it's, yeah, I missed out last year. It's like, too. what, a half a mile walk? Yeah, it's a mile it's walk so to downtown quick. Frederick. It's close enough that I should have gone. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. And that, we'll get to the what the weather's going to be like in a bit. All right, and for our trivia question of the week, in honor of Groundhog's Day, our trivia question is based on the facts of the day. Our question is, on average, how many people travel to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania? Each year to take part in Groundhog Day festivities. It's more than you think. I'm I will sure. say that. I looked it up. All right. Uh, the weather you like it or not report um, starting today. Uh, low of 35, high of 43, cloudy. Uh, a little bit colder tomorrow, cloudy again. High of 31, or sorry, low of 31, high of 42. Wednesday, same thing, cloudy, low 33, high 43. We get a little bit of sun on Thursday, uh, high of 50. Friday, we dip down to 29, high of 45. Uh, for first Saturday, sunny, uh, low of 24, high of 37. So looks like it's hat and mittens day for, uh, for all the people going to fire and ice. And then on Sunday, we got a low of 22 and a high of 39. It's winter. We're going to get snow, not this coming week, but the week after from when I, another snow event. I'm hoping for cold right now. Yeah, it was like yeah. 70 yeah. degrees on Friday. It was 80. Yeah, it was, Eight, the, was it? It hit 80. No, well, maybe not I here, but here. I think uh, it was like at Dulles or somewhere. It hit 80. Uh, yeah. I'll say it's nice, but... I, it's wrong. I like, if it if it's gonna be winter, be cold. Yeah, I agree. It's and snow. My feelings. Yeah, don't go back and forth. Yeah. All right, and that is our show for today. If you have an event you want to promote or um, want to recognize an accomplishment by a faculty member, staff member, student, or student athlete, send an email to blazerradio at hood.edu, and we will include it in a future show. Until next.
Monday. I'm your host, Liz Connolly. I'm Stephen Summer. And I'm Quade Gannon. Have a great week, everybody.